bringing our plants and herbs and stuff. And so, yeah, we've been doing good. At, we had a really nice farmhand breakfast this morning. We had uh, fried potatoes and onions and uh, I had fried eggs and ham and we had grapefruit slices. It was mm. pretty good breakfast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that sounds so good. Yeah, my family calls it a farmhand breakfast. Yeah. No, that sounds really, really, really good. Um, so let me get your 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 thoughts on this because YouTube might ding us on this, which is so uh let me put my phone on do not disturb, which is so um Oh, me too. Hypocritical because the film is uploaded this clip I'm getting it from everything I got getting this from is on YouTube. But girl, a scene um where did you see this, Georgia? Let me just show you what I'm talking about. Let me let me show you what I want to do. Let's see. Present and tell me. Okay, we got time. Tell me if you think this is a good idea. And we're going to go whatever you decide. I wish I could have put it uh, side to side. Okay, share. Uh-oh. IMDB is not coming up. Okay, there we go. I'm coming. I, uh, IMDB was acting up. No, no, no. I got what I want now. I just want to make sure. Okay, yeah, let me show you what I want to either uh, start off, like after we do our intro, <laughs> my, or I might start to do something different, start off with this. But uh, let me share this real real quick. So, yeah, this share. Okay. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, my gosh. Let's that was just so brutal to watch. Wait, I'm gonna put it in full screen. So, okay, you you know this part, right? Oh, I do. Okay, so, <laughs> but then, check this out. Did you see this in real life? That's what you can see there. Eventually, they let him go. Oh they did not call the police. Police say that they have found they found a man a few hours later saying that he was in pain and asking for medical help. They say he didn't know if he had been attacked. But after they saw the video from the store, they kind of put the whole story together, and now they're investigating. Let's bring in Leo Terrell, civil rights attorney, and Fox. I was like, life imitating art. I said, what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> oh, my gosh, girl. I don't know. You think you think we should show that? <laughs> I don't know. Part of me is like, it's not a laughing. It's not Starts funny. Yeah, I can't help it. It's the same thing. Replayed. It's the same damn thing. It's, oh my god. I, I I vote for showing it, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just my sense of Cause I saw this and girl fell out laughing. I said, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> You're recreating this scene. Oh I said, "Ain't nothing changed." Oh, 
Right, yeah. I was like, obviously these people have seen Taxi Driver. <laughs> I vote for showing it, but that's just me. <laughs> like I said, um, YouTube are assholes, so they'll probably try to try to say something. But um, I thought the shit was funny to me. I thought it was funny when it happened. And uh, I, every time I look at it, I'll immediately start laughing again. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I hadn't. That was the first time I'd seen that. That mm-hmm. one that you, that clip, the real life clip that you showed us. Oh, okay. Girl, that's funny as hell. Girl, everybody, like, you talk about breaking racial barriers. Everybody who saw that agreed, whip his ass. Because he had, <laughs> oh, yeah. he had, you saw in the story, he had uh, robbed that store like twice in one day. And he had been doing it, you know. And then people say, F that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have got to learn, hey, you shouldn't be capering like that. Mm-mm, and look, if you no. want to really die, um, so they had a black man who was in there who was filming it, right? A customer. And so he started telling the owners, hey, hey, don't do that. Cause they started whipping his ass, right? And they're like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. And then man, the people look, I girl, you could go look it up for yourself. It's hilarious. It's not supposed to be funny, but it's freaking hilarious. And so he 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 helps it. Girl, they whipped his ass for probably a good three minutes. Probably felt like an hour, because you heard him saying he wanted some he had bruises and all that stuff. So on the way out, the black man was escorting him out. You know, he's like, come on, man, get out of here, get out of here. And so, uh, cause yeah, cause the guy was threatening them, saying he had a gun and he was stealing all his cigarettes. Girl, he just he got bolder and bolder. So for the last time, he went behind the counter and just started just taking a like like the cigarettes was his. So when a black man said, "Come on, man, get out of here," you know, stopped him from beating the shit out of him. Um, when why when he, the 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 crackhead thief when he walking out like you could get me a soda, the black man said, "What what man?" man <laughs> a soda <laughs> girl go look it up I, girl you will double over and laughing it's so damn funny like, the black, and I said that's what you get for sitting up here this man is scum he was a, had a criminal history a mile long and that's what oh. you get for sitting up here and trying to help quote unquote help this fool you know and he gonna try to play you and so look how they caught him they caught him when he um he he tried he went tried to rob somebody else, so that's how the police you know caught him. Girl, oh I say God. get the hell out of here. He just never he didn't learn. It took something like that I think maybe to get the message into him. Show people. Yeah. They, they didn't even. I mean, he didn't even beat. They ain't even beat no sense into him. He was that far gone of being an asshole, you know. Unreal. But um. Let's see, what's this? Oh, yeah, I and girl, so I was looking at, just ironically, I was looking at this show, um, some of them British crime dramas. Oh, we got one minute left. Yeah. And um, I want to find this so you can see it. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to start it because I can't find it. Oh, shoot. Boy, I think that's hilarious. Girl, so what do you think? I should show it or not? Um. Okay, I'm going to say know, no because you don't yeah. seem like your heart is in it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, I'm just trying just to think of any possible bad, you know, disadvantages or something. But right. Well, we gonna. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I'll I think, think about it. I, maybe I'll talk about it. So, um, but I'm. We could get ready to start. Oh shoot! Video files. We always late. <laughs> Open. Oh, what I do? I won't start until you're ready. I haven't started. Okay, you want to mute yourself? Uh, are you good? Georgia? Oh, gosh. Hey, can you hear? Oh. Hey, you want to start? You want to? Uh-oh. Okay, I'm going to start the show. I don't know if you can hear me. Georgia's here. She's having some technical difficulties. You know, it's a wouldn't be a late to the party show until we get this together. So let me see if I Georgia's here, but I don't know if she um she's having some technical difficulties. So we'll see if uh we can get her on. Let's see. And um, but yeah, today's movie is Taxi Driver. And um, let's see if she wants me to put her on. But yeah, 1976 Taxi Driver. Starring Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster. And let's see what we got going on here. We're going to have some fun in a moment if we could get Georgia on. And see, because she's uh, having some technical difficulties. Um, oh. Hey, hey, Georgia, uh, you're on cam. Do you want to uh, put yourself off cam? You look lovely, by the way. We chilling, y'all. You know, we chill <laughs> here. So I don't know if you want to cam up or not, but... Um, no, I really don't. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you look. Hey, you look fine, girlfriend. But yeah, go ahead on. I have to put you on stage first, so you can uh, control your camera. So, are you okay? Um, I just am looking for my avatar. Once I get it. <laughs> okay, no problem. But so, um, there you go. <laughs> All right, we got it. So yes, guys, welcome to another. You know, it is a typical. 
How Betty Davis <laughs> Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood, because there's some tomfoolery always going on. And yes, we are live. We had, last time we tried to stream, we couldn't stream live, and so now we had to test and all this. So thank you for hanging in there with us. And we are ready to go with Taxi Driver, 1976's Taxi Driver, because I found out that there is a, a 50s Taxi Driver. It's um, a, a foreign film. I think, I'm not sure what, which country it's from, but yeah. So I didn't know there were two taxi drivers. But anyway, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And Georgia, I cannot remember. Had you seen this movie before? No, I hadn't. Oh, wow. So you're a taxi driver virgin. Oh, my gosh. What a way. <laughs> yes. I am so sorry. I couldn't remember. I, I kind of suspected you were, but I couldn't remember. I am sorry for the punch in the face that is... 1976's Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Well, girl, let's get right into it because I didn't. Please tell me you. Oh, I, I'm not even gonna talk. Not that much, you know. I gotta talk. Please tell me what you thought about. Well, let's set it up. What is Taxi Driver about? Okay, it's about this ex-marine who uh, takes a job as a taxi driver because he has severe insomnia and he can't sleep. So he drives through New York City and he becomes very disturbed by the way that the city has deteriorated. I mean, it's filmed during the garbage strike that was going on in 1974. And so the garbage that you see was real. It was actually (laughs) piled up like that. And so he sees all this crime and he sees uh, prostitution he sees just all kinds of just really seedy life all around him and it starts to really get to him and he even tries to reach out to this woman and because his social skills are so poor well you'll see what happens but then he also sees this uh 12 year old prostitute who's played by an actual 12 year old Jodie Foster Mm. and he becomes interested in trying to help her. So this movie is very groundbreaking for a whole lot of reasons. And, um, you know, I had heard this movie mentioned so many times, I thought, you know, I really do need to see it because it's always mentioned in all these, like, top groundbreaking movies. And um, at the time that Martin Scorsese directed it, he was only 33, And he went on to influence, if you see movies that are done by Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino, you can see his influence in their movies. Um, This also cemented Robert De Niro's reputation as one of Hollywood's greatest actors. And um, so when you look at the movie like I did, um, I realized when I watched it, because I've been to New York City since this movie was filmed, and, you know, the checker cabs, the way Times Square looks, the neighborhoods as they were during the garbage strike, they no longer exist. So you're kind of looking at New York city at that particular point in time. And of course this movie is very renowned because it inspired John Hinckley Jr. to attempt to assassinate then president Ronald Reagan, because he wanted to impress Jodie Foster. And of course he was found uh, guilty by reason of insanity. This movie. Wow. So, yeah, it's very historically and like for the history of just filmmaking itself, it had a big impact on movies that were to follow because 
I think it, what it did was it started this whole new wave of like vigilante films and anti-hero films, you know, because like remember Billy Jack and all these other movies came out after this one. And uh, anyway, there's there's some interesting trivia, you know, to prepare for the role, Robert De Niro actually drove a cab for 12 hours a day, got his cabbie's license and did it for about a whole month in preparing for the role of this movie. And with uh, Jodie Foster, because people were really, there, there, were, there was a lot of controversy. They were really surprised about an actual 12 year old playing the role of a 12 year old prostitute. Right. And so the labor board uh, were required for her to be monitored on the film set. And she also had sessions with a psychiatrist to prevent her from being emotionally harmed by her role. So they would test her. And so that's how she is so a really amazingly convincing in this role. I, I was shocked and surprised on a lot of levels. This whole movie does just give you a big old gut punch. It was supposed to have been rated X at one mm. time because of the graphic violence, but the movie board uh, decided that because he desaturated uh, the violence in the movie. He did? Yes, believe that, it or this not. This was desaturated. Well, what they did was the the blood, <laughs> actually, what they did was they changed it to a little bit different color mm -hmm. and they made it less so. So it's not as, this is shocking. It's not as gory and as like, it, it, this movie Ooh. is very, very gory. It's very yeah. bloody and gory and violent. So if, you know, I mean, I, there, there needs to be, uh, like, if you don't, if you go in this movie and don't know what it's about, you have to be prepared because it does end up being like really very, very violent. And the way it's shot, I mean, he does very close-ups, slow, slow, slow painting of the camera, and then from overhead, and the way he shoots it, you know, really, really capitalize. Well, in a way, I think he both mocks violence, but I think he also tries to exploit it at the same time in my point of view i think that's what uh, martin scorsese is doing but um so that that's just my initial reaction to it mm -hmm. well i mean did you like it <laughs> i'm gonna have to give it a thumbs down okay okay because i think moya you and i can honestly look at these movies that are very famous and say hey i'm not afraid to say this was a letdown. I didn't like it very much, but I really felt like I needed to see it. And, mm -hmm. you know, in, in many ways, I'm glad that I did because I think I understand movie making that occurred after that a whole lot better after having seen this movie. And the biggest thing uh, to me, the best thing about this whole movie was I think Robert De Niro's acting was absolutely phenomenal. He puts on a bravura performance mm -hmm. and he is so convincing. And so in this role, he's just amazing in it. So I think that was the best part of the movie was to see his acting. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now George, you got to tell me what didn't you like about it? Cause you know, oh like I said, this God. is like one of probably in people's easy top 10, top 20 movies. So you got to tell me what, what happened. Why didn't it do okay. it for you? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, okay. For one thing, to me, I thought that there were some problems with the writing because okay. there were some unanswered plot holes in it. Um, I think the main thing he's trying to do is just to shock people. 
but I, I think he overly dramatized the violence. But then the, there was questions that I had, like, why does he target, and this is a spoiler, okay, why does he go after the presidential candidate? Because the presidential candidate had been nice to him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I was thinking like, in this day and age, like, wouldn't we have, like, after what Robert De Niro does at the end, like, most people would have been arrested for murder, or at least, like, there would have been a grand jury investigation or something in it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what? But it just, to me, the way the press, uh, the media looks at what he did, and they decide just by themselves to brand him as some kind of a... Well, we don't want to give it away. We don't want to give it away. We don't want to give it away. No, right, right, right. Okay, but, <laughs> so, but it, it did not anyway, go... Um, how it all we can say it did not end up traditionally right how movies us uh, movies today and in the past ended up let's just put it like that i, I don't want to give it away and i and like i was shocked like like because people like you you know y'all haven't seen it because you know you think everybody's seen it but yeah so we realize some people have not seen it but go ahead i'm sorry well those are some of the reasons why i found fault with the movie and um there, okay. Back then, they were when they did this movie. Um, they used some very racially insensitive terms, and um, I thought that uh, when I was reading about the scripting and the casting of the movie, they originally wanted the pimp to be a black person, and I thought, well, I'm glad because that's just too much of a stereotype, and I'm glad that they. But I think one of the things that disturbed me the most was. And I'm not going to describe it very much, but just watch for a scene between the pimp and Jodie Foster's character named Iris. There's a scene there. And to me, that was disturbing, but it really tells you how a, a pimp or an older person is able to have manipulate and control somebody who's younger. Mm-hmm. And that to me was kind of hard to watch. Okay. Um, and, um, I just, I had to laugh at one point because of the place where um, the leading character, his name's Travis Bickle, what a name, um, where he takes Sybil Shepard's character on their second date. I oh was like, gosh. yeah, we're going to get place. into that. We got, we're going to definitely get into that. That was so funny. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I laughed at it. I saw this movie either in my late teens or early 20s, and I laughed so hard at that. I, I, I was, almost convulsed and that was hilarious i know it's it's what i know that just really illustrates like how socially inept he is Mm -hmm. and he's not very articulate either Mm -hmm. but i mean there's parts of the movie where i kind of thought this wasn't maybe intended to be funny but i thought it was funny and i was laughing at it right it was so freaking it it was just it was just okay so I, i want you to finish telling me you know what else about the movie before we get into our analysis, analyses, if you will, uh, about it that you found off-putting? Okay, well, another thing that I was thinking about is if people from other countries see this movie and they think that this is just regular life in New York City, I thought, gosh, you know, I hate for people to think of us like this is what our country is all about i mean this is like typical mm-hmm. and i thought it gave it just really gave new york city a, a black eye and i thought um it also 
made all, you know, it made you just kind of like wonder, are all veterans like, ha- are they ticking time bombs the way they portray them? <laughs> it, it, because I just, the way he uh, was, Wait a minute, aren't you a veteran? Uh-oh. Yes, yes, I'm a veteran. So like, I'm going, what? <laughs> veterans like this, like, oh, we're all man. like- man, poor Georgia crazy. got triggered. Like, oh, no. Like, yeah, we're all about to be triggered and we're all, you know, because some of the people I know who hate war the most are veterans too. So I thought, is this kind of um, mischaracterizing veterans to make them think that like they're just loose cannons and they're just about ready to go off at any time. And it just takes something to just push them over the edge. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought to me, yes, maybe he had a little bit of unresolved PTSD, but that's another thing in the plot where you don't really know that much about his background yeah and you don't know what what it was that happened to him before all this that made him like this you do, you really don't know so i mean even though his character is the most drawn out of all i felt like i would have liked to have known a little bit more about him before he came to new york city girl you want to know more about that that mine hell no that was enough what they gave me i don't want no more of that <laughs> no ma'am pam i'm good <laughs> I can see no, that. No, ma'am. That's, an, I'm, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I'm good. That, that was what? You talk about TMI now. That, I'm, that was way, oh, my gosh. That movie would have been four hours long in the mind of Travis Bickle. And by the way, guys, you know, we're trying to talk around it because, you know, we don't want to spoil it. But please go on YouTube. There's a... I say I was going to remember. I never remember. I'll go find it. But there's so many great YouTube channels that did in-depth uh, analyses of this movie and reviews. So go in. And, and one in particular, I think, is it Swerve, S-W-E-R-V-E channel. I think that's it. I'm sorry if I'm saying it correctly. Um, he he did um, something about the contradictions of Travis Bickle's uh, character. So go and check them out. But there's, there's a ton of them. But go ahead, George. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, overall, I can see how people would have had such a strong reaction to this movie when it was first released. I mean, because you don't forget about it. I mean, it it is it smacks you in the face. It's just very shocking. And I think there was such a combination that came together because you've got great acting with Robert De Niro. You've got Martin Scorsese who also has a cameo appearance and he plays a very, very distasteful character. And then writer Paul Schrader. <laughs> I love that character. That shit was hilarious. Well, go ahead. Yeah. R- yeah. Paul Schrader. Was. And Remember Paul Schrader, we did a movie. Um, we did American Gigolo that he also wrote. So yeah, he likes to write about these yeah, people who work right. at night. Yeah. Yes. So you have the three of them they collided together. And then this was, <laughs> The love child that they had. Yes. Taxi driver a, with the three of them together. And then violent love child. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And of course we have Sybil Shepherd here, um, in her heyday when she had done a last picture show that you know, all this was kinda of around the same time. And Albert Brooks, I believe, a, a comedic actor, very good comedic actor, great movies he was in. So I had a lot. Peter Boyle, who played Wizard. Um, a lot of people who were famous before they got famous. I mean, a lot of uh, people in here. Some, I'm probably leaving some more people out, but yeah. Well, if uh, 
Norman, if if you're listening, Norman, I have to say, <laughs> I, I don't think that that white knit dress that she was wearing, it didn't do a thing for her. And this is a woman who's like a model and everything. I went, oh, man, who did her wardrobe? <laughs> well, you don't think it was typical 70s? Because I kind of liked, I love the 70s aesthetic, you know. Um, so I, I kind of liked her wardrobe. I mean, it wasn't fantastic, but I mean, well, well I, but this was the look in the 70s. You, you just didn't like that dress or, or you didn't like the 70s look or you didn't like it on her? I just didn't like it on her. I just okay. didn't like the way the dress, it, it didn't do anything for her. And I um, thought, no, nah, she even Sybil Shepherd couldn't make that look good. Let's see if I can find <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Um, Because she had look like the um the Diane von Furstenberg. She had like a wrap dress on. We just saw her with the scarf ensemble the uh like the the suit um and a a-line flare skirt i could i'll check and see if we can find uh jody foster the poor little 12 year old prostitute uh she had on um i guess typical streetwear if you will um let's see okay i Hot found pants. this red and white number that uh sybil shepherd had on when she um travis bickle De Niro's character first approaches her um so I am so sorry you didn't like this movie. I am so I did, sorry. But that's okay. I, I don't feel like we have to like every movie that we review because wouldn't it be boring if we liked every single thing we did? I guess so. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So I just wanted to be, I, I thought, yeah, let's just get into something that's like a little gritty. We're going to go dark today. But as a matter of fact, I like this top that she has on right here. Yeah, I think, I think this may have been a dress. But you know, I'm thinking of a dress, but you're right. It could be a top. Because I, I thought it was like a, a Diane Von Furstenberg, the rap dress, because that got popular back then. So you like this one? I do like it. Okay. Yeah. Let's I think it's really it. cute. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I like it. I, it's, I, I like the vibe. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so 70s. I mean, um, and I, I'll see if I can find something else. I like the pantsuit she had on at the end, um, the end yeah. of the movie. What did you think? about the ending without giving it away what did you think about the ending ah uh, i at one point i was thinking was the whole movie just a build up to just so that they could showcase this very shocking ending mm -hmm. but then also the the um immediate aftermath of of that i was thinking this feels so strange because you are elevating somebody to a status that it, and it just was shocking to me. It, it's just, I guess it's people can look at one event and have two completely different conclusions about it okay. because I, I felt that some people would look at him as, a terrible person other people look at him as a great person and you can have one event and you could look at it two different ways the way the media spins it has has a lot of effect or a lot of influence on it. i thought you know in today's world that's kind of how i look at it too the media can really spin things to right. give you a whole different view the way they want to see it so that's my conclusion now and uh harvey Keitel, that's the other person i forgot and we all know him he did a lot of great movies of course became famous, more famous um, with Pulp Fiction. You mentioned Tarantino, the director of that earlier. But yeah, there's Harvey Keitel, 
Scorsese on the left, and of course, um, De Niro. So yeah, I know it was forgetting somebody um, who who also became uh, more famous later on. Um, and all these guys, girl, so they got to be what in their late seventies. All these cats, and they had some nice physiques. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to believe these people are this young because they some they old goats now, you know. But <laughs> like all of all of us got to go to old goat land. But um, I, when I saw like, look how young they were, especially De Niro, man, he was, you know, he it's just so, you know, they're so old and old and decrepit. <laughs> so it's just hard to picture them, um, this age. Well, I, I I'll let you finish your your diatribe and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, I'm just looking at this like Harvey Keitel in the wife beater shirt and mm-hmm. like the, the. So he's the, the pimp, like Georgia said. This is sport. Or Matthew, but this is Jody's pimp, uh, Iris's pimp in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and then the Huggy Bear <laughs> pimp hat. Yeah, <laughs> and He's you know, pimp. Were, remember this? I remember the seventies. There were no, we never wore any natural fabrics. Everything right. was like polyester. Everybody and... was funky. Mm-hmm. Sweat, <laughs> yeah. sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Sweaty things, sweaty bits, as the as the Brits like to say. It's sweaty bits. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Um, but this movie was, I, I see how it, it's very, it was very much an icon of a, of a movie. And, you know, the amazing thing about it was, even though it had four Academy Award nominations, didn't get any one of them because the big picture that year that it was up against was Rocky. And so Rocky mm. was the one that got Best Picture, and this one huh. did not. That's a tough one because they're, they're both so iconic. If I w- if I was voting, I would have voted for this because I love Rocky, but I would have voted for this because it's just more my aesthetic, and I think it's I like I like more realism. Uh, I think Taxi Driver threw out a wide swath culturally more 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 than Rocky did, but that's just me. Well, you know, I thought this guy was such an amazing contradiction. He is a fascinating character because. You know, at times you know he he moralizes himself and and he, and he sees himself as like this mm-hmm. do-gooder, and but yet he visits these porn houses. And then on yeah. the other hand, he lifts these weights to build up his body. That's how he's got this physique. But yet he eats junk food and he pops these pills to stay awake. So I thought he was an interesting study in contrasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And to your point, I'm going to um, share this tab right here because this term was not out, obviously, when this came out. Um, and, and go and see, those of you who haven't seen it, and, and if you know about Pulp Fiction or you know about... I told Georgia right before I got on, this this movie has influenced, like she, we were saying, so many things because I just started happening to look at this British crime drama from the 90s, early 90s, called Cracker, starting um, the late Robbie Coltrane. And he's a police profiler. That's when that was really popular back then. But anyway, Robert Carlyle, who we all know, and I'll, I'll put up, well, let me put up while, so I'll come back to this. Um, is so, Let me just show you how this movie influenced um, so many, so many things. So I just showed you De Niro with the Mohawk, okay, because after he gets rejected by... And I hope I'm not giving it away, but he does get, yeah, that ain't nothing, to, that ain't nothing to give away. You look at Sybil Shepherd, Betsy, and Travis Bickle, and you ain't got to guess what's going to happen there. But anyway, 
it just starts like it's just a catalyst for more rage that's in him. She rejects him, you know, right, rightfully so, because he wasn't gonna go anywhere. And you know, when you bring a girl to a porno film on a first date, we <laughs> tend not to like that. And if a girl does like that, guys. I don't know if you might want to keep her around, but that's a story for another day. Unless y'all both super freaks, you know y'all might be y'all might be nuclear uber freaks. But here we go. But my point is, uh, Robert Carlyle. This is a picture of him, and I'm gonna mute it. But he, he something happens to him. So this got influenced a uh, taxi driver influenced so many things. So something sets him off, and he literally goes and does a Travis Bickle. And shaves his head. And Georgia, this was it was meant for us to do Taxi Driver because I had not seen Cracker, this show. And this was the episode right before we did this. Isn't that crazy? So um yes. so look, this wow, is just so a little bit of it. Yeah, so he starts tripping, he goes and and uh does this. And so go and look at Cracker. This is actually a really good show. It's you know, it's kind of new to me. But um and and then you'll see later on, he I mean he goes full. <laughs> Full Travis Bickle, man. And uh, and so here he goes now. And there he is with the fatigues and stuff. I mean, it's almost the exact same outfit. And then he goes to this um, this poor uh, Pakistani man's um, shop and sets it off and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, so he is Travis Bickle at this point, you know, so it's just so funny, but, and, and, but as you go on with the show, this, uh, it kind of had the Unabomber story into it. So go, go look at Cracker. All this is on YouTube. But, um, anyway, I want to go back to the incel because that's what I kept going to. Um, when I saw now seeing, um, seeing it now taxi driver. And I know you didn't, but I kind of felt sorry for Travis Bickle, and I, and I still do. Um, so at Incel, a member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile toward women and men who are sexually active. Georgia, had you heard of this before? I Yes, I had, actually, uh, but only just recently. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, you do feel sorry for them, Moya. I mean, but I don't like the violence that they have towards women, though. Well, but notice, Travis Bickle, he he didn't do anything to Betsy. You know, he didn't he didn't touch her or anything, uh, whatever. He he did something Betsy adjacent, and I, you alluded to it um, earlier on, you know, and I think maybe that was his way to get at Betsy and and her ilk, um, you alluded to it with the politician, but um, I, and I, I we're gonna wrap it up in a bit, but um, and there's a scene I was gonna show it and I'm not gonna show it now. This movie is prophetic because <laughs> Travis's first act of and some people say it really wasn't vigilantism. I think it was was in another store, a, a store of a foreigner in New York. And he uh, he interacts with a robber. And then after that interaction, <laughs> the owner of the store comes around and starts beating. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at it, but 
life imitated art because he started beating a man, the 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 robber on the ground with a pipe or whatever. And for those of you who've seen it, I was gonna show it. You already know what I'm talking about. When this actually happened in real life, George, I gotta show it. <laughs> I'm gonna show it. <laughs> Go for it. I'm just gonna I'm, I and YouTube, the YouTuber, the YouTube um trolls, the YouTube people, what else? Why are you getting on me and what else? You welcome to strike it or whatever. But this, those of you, y'all know what I'm talking about when this happened. <laughs> this scene literally happened in Taxi Driver, guys. So I will mute it and just take a look at it. So those of you who are listening online, what I'm showing is <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> anyway, this scene literally happened <laughs> in Taxi Driver. And I almost died when I saw that. I almost died. So, Georgia, did, did it show up on the screen? No, it oh. hasn't. Oh, oh, maybe it wasn't. Dog on it. Let me go find it again. Oh, I thought I hit share. Um, you know, when the when the the people the store owner started beating up the robber, I <laughs> thought I was gonna die. I thought I was going to die because that actually happened and um and maybe it wasn't meant for me to show it. But go and look at <laughs> go and look at taxi driver, then go and type in store owners beat robber. And I was like, oh man, these store owners, they saw taxi driver. <laughs> Like, they were mad as hell, and they weren't going to take it anymore. And I fell out laughing. But, guys, I love the movie, if you can't tell. Um, I, you know, you know, George and I, we have sometimes, you know, it's fine that we can disagree. Have a different aesthetic, um, and that's that's fine as well. Uh, it just, it cracked me up. I, I love the movie. It was gritty. Y'all know I hate happy endings. I love more realistic movies. Um, I can see why it was such a great, great influence. Uh, Scorsese and De Niro. I know they have some new stuff out. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix or one of them uh, streamers, um, streaming channels. Killers of the Flower Moon. So um, when those two get together, you're usually going to get a good product. Okay, so you really can't go wrong with those two. Um, but yeah, written by Paul Schrader, and he said it was in a dark time in his life. Duh. <laughs> and he come dumping all his darkness on us. I love it. I love this movie, and I was so happy to see it again. I'm sorry you didn't like it, Georgia. I, I will try to be more sensitive to your sensibilities <laughs> next time, ma'am. I really will. Well, Georgia, I'm going to let you have the last word, and we're going to get on out of here. Yeah, well, you know, interestingly enough, you know, three years after this movie was released and um, the uh, attempted assassination of President Reagan occurred, mm -hmm. um, because of the publicity that was associated with this movie, Martin Scorsese considered quitting filmmaking oh, wow. because of the bad publicity this movie got. However, I'm glad that he reconsidered and went on to do a lot of other great films. Yes. So, but but I am so glad, Moya, that we found or you, Moya, you deserve credit. You found reasons to make me laugh about this movie. <laughs> And it shouldn't be funny. And I mean, I can go on about the, this movie was so prophetic because now what we know about, I, I agree with you, I was triggered about the child sex trafficking of a 12, and this happens all the time. I used to be an abolitionist for uh, the sex trafficking, and, and it's not just girls, it's boys. 
and we know, um, unfortunately, what's going on in our country now with immigration. This is ha- this is a part of it. Don't you sit up here and try to make these platitudes about, oh, well, this is embracing. No, this is a part of it. And look at, at, at Taxi Driver and, and try to view it through. Nothing has changed. It has gotten worse. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Unfortunately, it has gotten worse. I love that funky New York vaccine background. I love it as the setting, the backdrop. Wonderful. It reminds me of home, Bourbon Street. I said, oh, my gosh, this is uh, downtown Manhattan and all that stuff. That was no, and, and on the different streets. That's nothing more than Bourbon Street on steroids. But I was asking my husband, I said, how come we didn't see that? You know, when we used to be down. But, you know, you, you're not... If you're not into that stuff, and I was really young, I didn't know what I was looking at. It, it always was there, but I didn't know what it was. But, you know, we, but fat, last, lastly, you know, in the 90s, um, New York, and, you know, you love him or hate him, Rudy G, um, he cleaned a lot of that up. So a lot of people don't know this New York, Georgia, this Manhattan and downtown New York. They don't know this. All they know is what they see now with The Lion King and Disney and Broadway. You have to go back and look at these type of movies. They're like time capsules to New York. And it, it was, girl, it was, it was Sodom and Gomorrah. It was just wild. But um, thank y'all so much for watching. And, and go look at uh, Taxi Drivers and let us know what you think. And coming up, our 100th episode. And who is, it, who is it featuring, Georgia? What is our movie? Hush. Hush, sweet Charlotte. So we are going Starring from extreme. one and only Betty. Yes, yes. We are going from extreme. So we got to get Betty for our 100th episode. We, yes, we just, did, we just did her with a stolen life, but we don't care. This is a channel dedicated to her and all those great Hollywood classic movies. So check us out next time. Uh, we will be live again. Let's look at our wonderful calendar. We will be live again on the 3rd with our 100th episode, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Please be here with us. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Well, Georgia, is that it, honey girl? <laughs> That's it for me, Moya. <laughs> well, for How Betty Davis Save, don't forget, check out Taxi Driver. Hit us up on our social media, YouTube, Facebook, and don't forget to join us live next time on the 3rd of Fe- February for Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Well, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. You guys take care. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. We do this all for you. Catch us next time. How Betty Davis saved my life. Life lessons from classic Hollywood. And this was a lesson. This was a a punch gut lesson. You guys take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.